Love burgers and pizza. Wanna see me eat some? Can't get enough of that meat. Yum. Chili cheese fries and some Mr. Pib. I need tacos with a nasty dip. Pico de gallo, mayo or dryo. Hot sauce or barbecue straight from Ohio. Homemade coleslaw, fuck Boston Market. Junkie blue cheese range into five star bread. Only one time was in pita. Hello and welcome to Bring a Plate. My name is Peter Taggart. And I'm Rebecca Shaw. Rebecca Shaw. <laughs> Rebecca Shaw. <laughs> uh, oh my God! Hello. We'll get to that. We'll get to that in a minute, Beg. It's been a long fortnight. It has. <laughs> um, it's been a couple of fortnights. It feels especially just... long this fortnight. <laughs> it does. I don't know. It's just because we're getting older. Yeah. I think. Yes. Yeah, so we're recording. Without looking at, looking at each other, we're recording long distance. A dream come true. It's very strange. I've Googled a photo, photo of Peter's face and I'm looking at it right now. I've also <laughs> but, uh, Googled a photo of my face and I'm looking at it. <laughs> but um, luckily in all your photos, you're frowning, which is generally what you're also doing when we're recording. Absolutely. I just so, have to tell you too, it's a balmy... Uh, a, a beautiful, balmy, 35-degree winter day in Brisbane. <laughs> it's fucked. I'm I'm honestly – you know how people have um, seasonal affective disorder or whatever it is during winter? Sure. I have it in summer. I'm already depressed at how hot it's going to be. I think and you have year-round. <laughs> I do. It's called depression as well. <laughs> Yeah, everyone's pointing out to me that the the weather keeps changing and I'm still like, this seasonal disorder. Oh, God. Well, uh, people will be happy to know that we aren't just doing this as a one-off, we hope. It depends how today goes. But, um, you know, people have been asking about this podcast and uh, whether it's dead and whether oh, so it's... So many people. Oh, thousands across the world. Everywhere so- I go, I'm stopped in the street. <laughs> Stop writing letters, guys. Um, but I've always said, you know, Beck. I've always said it's it's just it's not dead. It's just in a coma. So what today is is like, you know, when someone comes out of a coma, but they're not uh, quite right. You know, like <laughs> or they're speaking a different language. There'll be an accent. And all the family's like, you know, we were praying for them for so long, and now <laughs> maybe we should have. Uh, pull the plug. <laughs> Let them go. <laughs> well, look, we'll see how it goes. We'll it's, see how it it's goes. It's a strain. Doing it over the computer internet yeah. is very different. You sound very I, robotic too, i got to say. Do I? Yeah, yeah. I don't think I do. I'm just talking. Oh, that was especially like that. <laughs> I don't think I do. <laughs> <laughs> um. Beck, you're you're in Sydney, of course. Uh, you know, home of uh, nightclubs that close at 10 p.m. and daily terror raids. Uh-huh. And, uh, I'm here in warm, beautiful, safe Brisbane, home, <laughs> home of uh, Pauline Hanson, our greatest <laughs> senator. <laughs> she's pulling some bloody tricks today, isn't she? Well, well, we're recording this on the afternoon. That she's literally like two hours ago. She's walked into the Senate. Uh, wearing a burqa, um, and she's never looked better, you know? <laughs> she looks great. I just don't, uh, she's just, I was thinking, I was listening to her and the way that she talks is she just sounds like she's on the edge of tears at all times. 
I've always said this, like she's had so much media training. You'd think yeah. at this point she'd be better at speaking. She just isn't. She's just holding firm to that. Uh, I don't know what's up with you. I've just had a, a birthday, a major birthday, uh, a 28. Very important birthday in a man's life. Yeah, it is for me. Because I, I always assumed I'd die at 27, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. You're not cool enough to die at 27. Well, that's I, I actually Googled this because, um, you know, after I turned 28, I thought, well, you know, surely there must be some pretty cool people who died at 28 as well. <laughs> and uh, I'll just run you through some of these names. Uh, <laughs> uh, Shannon Hoon. <laughs> you know <that> <laughs> They invented the hooning. Yeah. Bradley Knoll. Mm-hmm. These are all yeah. famous musicians, Beck. I don't Oh really? Jason Thursk. <laughs> Thursk. That is not a name. And John Glascock. <laughs> <laughs> Did they die before they became famous? No, they're very – the website that said people who died at 28 assured me they were all very famous people. So, <laughs> Well, you could definitely get added to that list and be right in good company. If I died on a plane with all of those people, I would be at least what, sixth <laughs> mentioned in the column. Um, I see. In the um, Brisbane Times, you'd be number one. Oh, do you think? I don't have oh, any cool. friends at Brisbane Times. I think they all hate me. Why? I, I, I once went for an interview at the Brisbane Times and um, to be like a, I think it was like a theatre reviewing position. And um, right. I just had like, I'm terrible with caffeine. I don't know if you know this, but like I'm really bad with caffeine, but I still love it. And I drank a huge can of like V, which is so disgusting. Like one of those big cans, like the big cans. That's the best. <laughs> It's the best energy drink, though. But it is so you shouldn't ever drink one of those big ones. They are so revolting. And I just I just decided I'd mention that in the interview, <laughs> which was a good place That's... to start. <laughs> the first, if someone came in for an interview and they're like, "I drank a huge can of energy drink," not even the classy bottle. Where's your toilet? Like, oh, was... shit. <laughs> <laughs> You're hired, sir. <laughs> I didn't realize it was classy to drink out of a V bottle. <laughs> Oh. Well, no, hello, it's hello, your highness. <laughs> it's classier than drinking out of the giant can. Uh, I don't know. We've got a few topics to cover today. How we're going to work this is we're going to we're going to do topics this this uh, episode and uh, a movie next episode. I thought that might be how we work, and we'll make them a little bit shorter. You know, you won't have to go on like a cross country trip to uh, finish the episode. Um, we got so many people that are like have listened to our podcast exclusively driving across Australia. Well, I, thought, <laughs> I think we got a message from time. Rob Harris once, and I think he was like on a train across China. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that sounds people, about right. People need a long distance journey to get through our to get through us. Uh, Beck, do you know what it's time for? It's time for some respectful debate, you dirty pervert. Uh, one of the biggest themes of this podcast uh, when we were doing it, you know, semi more regularly uh, was us talking about gay marriage. And in our long hiatus, you would have thought that, you know, over what, 18 months or more than that, maybe, that there would have been a bit more movement, but it all just happened in the last two weeks. And so how did, how did it start? So there was the, the, was it the five or six coalition MPs, you know, the, 
I think they were calling them the marriage equality rebels, which is the first time yeah. in any of their lives that they've been referred to as rebels. <laughs> um, yeah, it was five of them because they did Samina Blyton gear as well, I think. Oh, right. The famous five. <laughs> That's <whatever>. right. <laughs> um, so, you know, they are rebels because we we do know that conservatism is, of course, the new punk rock. We've established that. <laughs> um, so you had Trevor Evans. He's from Brisbane. He used to be a staffer for Peter Dutton, oh, which is uh, good. good credentials. Um, Peter Dutton, the fact that Peter Dutton is a was a cop in Queensland should automatically disqualify him. <laughs> From holding any sort of public office. I think he's involved in the joke. You know the joke? Yeah. No. What joke, It's it's what they called (laughs) that little, you know, scam that they were running, like profiting from nightclubs and getting kickbacks. Oh, right. And you had to be in on the joke. Why am I giving you a fucking history lesson for? Jesus Christ. You haven't been out of Queensland that long. (laughs) Anyway, you had Tim Wilson. He's 37. Uh, He's gay. (laughs) I don't know why I'm giving you. <laughs> this is like perfect uh, white. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny you say that because I actually had a run in years ago with Tim Wilson. Um, what do you mean? Because I used to anally. <laughs> Since when has that been referred to as a run in? <laughs> I don't know what you people do. <laughs> we run into each other. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, he was on. Uh, he he used to be one of these people who used to search his own name on Twitter a lot. Like, oh, right. regardless of you using his, um, his sort of handle. And I used to like taking the piss out of him a fair bit. And he had a go, he had, I don't know, you can probably find it somewhere. He was like having a go. He was like, uh, hey, cute website, by the way, or something. And I was like, do you want to, f- do you want to fuck me? <laughs> Tim Wilson? What? <laughs> this is the strangest <laughs> proposition I've ever had. I'm taking it as that anyway. And by website, I mean anus. <laughs> yeah, I got really offended. I was like, how dare you? Um, the, no, the most interesting thing about Tim Wilson is he's one of these guys um, who's got, a, like, a really handsome boyfriend. Oh, my God. So, so he's really – I reckon that's why he wants marriage equality because he wants to lock that down. Oh, yeah. Um, got to get in on that. The other people are Warren Ench, who uh, we probably all know. He's, like, the older North Queensland guy. Anyway uh, – who else was it? I can't remember. Oh, Trent Zimmerman, the Slimmer Man. Um, oh, wait, I found your um, interactions with Tim Wilson. Oh, yeah, what did he say? I've done, I've done some um, Googling. You said, does Tim Wilson still RT any mention of him on Twitter? This is a test. <laughs> and then he must have retweeted it and then said, just for you, and did the smiley face with the nose, which is illegal. Ooh. And then you said, thank you, Tim, you passed. And he said, cute website, by the way. I would never have guessed you were writing in the third oh, person. Oh, that's right. Smiley face. Oh, shade. <laughs> the shade of it yeah, all. Yeah, like the lamest shade ever. Like, really, I want, <laughs> if you're going to come for me, you should come for me. You know what I mean? <laughs> He'll come for you. Oh, you, God oh <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um. So anyway, what happened is they, they kind of were pushing for a, what, a free vote in parliament. And as a compromise, the world's best compromise, we got a uh, postal vote instead. Um, and at the time of recording, I think it's still being brought to the high court as far as I know, or it already yeah, has. Yeah, they, they decided not to do, they were basically going to pass some, um, 
pass like create some guidelines and all that sort of stuff and they were like no we better wait until it's brought to the high court but it's not a it's a postal survey it is not a postal vote yes it doesn't it's non-binding you basically just yeah you just like do you want it or no and then that then turns into a free vote maybe if it's a yes it's all i'm so over it i'm so sick of it have you enrolled to vote though Yes. What do you mean? Have I enrolled to vote? Because <laughs> I have you enrolled. Like have you have you enrolled anyone else to vote? No. Oh. Most people I know are already. I'm a hero. I'm a hero. Yeah, yeah. Well, not only I, I, I made sure my younger cousin was enrolled. I don't think she'd ever mm. been enrolled before, and she got enrolled because of my bullying. Um, and also my uh, boyfriend updated his enrolment details, um, but he's going to vote no. So um... <laughs> He's doing an opposite Tim Wilson. Yeah, which I think is fair <laughs> like, enough. I do not want. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been a really busy few weeks in terms of this uh, respectful debate really getting under the way. So I thought we'd just kind of roll through a few of the greatest hits. There's even been – I've had to update this list since this afternoon because <laughs> it's – Eric Garbett. That's right. So we'll go through – the first thing I remember is um, Mia Friedman's much maligned uh, Married for Marriage Equality campaign, um, which is essentially where she took a – what, she took a selfie of herself pointing to her wedding ring? Yes. Is she – just the most tone-deaf human that has ever existed. It's just unbelievable how every step she just manages to hit on the exact wrong thing to do. Say what you will about it's quite it. Incredible. I learn a lot about sex from her son, so. Oh, my God. It's like someone said to me that it's like um, he's he's writing these like in crayon and then she's sticking them on the fridge, except she has a website. <laughs> so she's like <laughs> publishing his hot takes. The the thing about uh, I mean I I'm I'm a bit sensitive around this whole area of like I I I want like straight people out there actively supporting marriage equality of course but then there's a fine line between like supporting and sort of taking ownership of the issue and kind of or or, or at least like what I thought Mia was using which is why I was and and the only reason I was really offended by Mia's campaign is it it seemed like it was more for self promotion than it was for the cause. And because not only was it just like that hashtag married for marriage equality, the other hashtag she floated was Mamma Mia for marriage equality. So she's like trying to sort of wrench in her own brand, you know? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. There's plenty of straight people who I know who are like, what I'm going to do is go out this weekend and hand out things to get people to update their enrollment, not do a campaign which is their own face, pointing at their own wedding ring, trying to get their own brand hashtagged and go viral. Like there's it's not that difficult to work out support versus taking it over for yourself. But Mia just hasn't got that distinction in anything she does so far. Let's move on because we've got a lot to cover here. So the other thing I think the next thing I saw was um uh, Tony Abbott went on radio, I believe, talking about his sister. Uh, is it Christine Forster or Foster? Um, one of those. Uh, basically saying that, you know, she, she's a, she's a big, uh, campaigner for marriage equality. And 
he said, oh, you know, years ago, Christine told me that, you know, she wouldn't want to get into another marriage because she, her last one ended so disastrously, you know. And that kind of is really uh, shitty for one because, I mean, she had a family. She's one of these people who sort of came out later in life after they've had children and it, it, it wouldn't be an easy thing to face. And he kind of is just like acting very flippant about it, you know. He's an asshole. He's just a piece of shit. I think that's every like and they I don't know why they still they're still trying to pretend like there is no huge rift between them when obviously like they I bet they hate each other's guts. But but then he wrote his own uh, opinion piece about it for the Australian a couple of days after that and the, it was kind of consistent like it was very consistent all of the same points he's been making he made in this piece. There was no huge surprises except for the very last paragraph. I don't know if you read it. At the end, he basically pointed out the New Zealand example. So New Zealand has obviously uh, passed uh, marriage equality. A lot of uh, gay people I know have gone over to New Zealand to get married. Um, and he has said, you know, it hasn't actually increased marriage there and it hasn't, you know, lowered the divorce rate. So what's the point anyway? That was basically the end of the whole, like, he, he just decided that that was his strongest point. He'd go out on it and it's like, what the fuck are you to, so what? Gay people are only supposed to get married if it can somehow repair straight relationships, you know? I'm sorry if you fucked this up for yourselves, but it's not our job to fix it, unfortunately. Do you think that? <clears throat> um, do you think that kangaroo leather jacket he was wearing the other day somehow like laid a parasite into his brain? Like, <laughs> I honestly did think those were photoshopped when I first saw them. They're just so they were so. Oh, I don't know. It gave me a weird. It was feeling. the lean, and it was not arousal. <laughs> yeah, it was the lean back. So the Australian has been on a roll with Think Pieces as well. I think I saw the next one. It was something you had tweeted, and it was that bizarro piece that <laughs> that that kind of started off with like um. So so it was an anti same sex marriage piece. Obviously, that's what the Australian knows how to publish. Um, and it basically started off with the person being like, "Now I don't know what uh, LGBTI means. <laughs> like this is a strong." <laughs> This is a strong start. <laughs> and it was very strange. It, I just want to read a little bit. It was so weird. No one these days lifts an eyebrow when speaking to a male or female homosexual couple because people are really prepared to like other people for who they are, nor does anyone mock them, except in jest when it is often invited, but rather embraces the talent of cross-dressers, who frankly are some of the greatest comedians and social commentators you could ever encounter. I do not know what LGBTI means. <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck are you talking I'm gonna, about? I'm gonna pitch a piece. I'm so, pitching a piece to them that starts now. Look, I don't know what NBN stands for, <laughs> but I reckon it's really shit. All right. But nor does anyone mock them except in jest when it is often invited. But also, that's obviously someone with a specific example in mind, and I cannot figure out what the fuck it would it be is. like. It would be like Danny LaRue or Dame Medna. Like, they would genuinely consider, like, Dame Medna part of the LGBTQI community, even though, like, yeah. Barry Humphreys is, like, a pretty homophobic. <laughs> oh, it's so bizarre. That one was just – it's just, like, every day you wake up and you're, like, which one – 
which part of the respectful date debate will I like which mood will I be in where something will really upset me or I will just be able to laugh at how stupid it is and like it depends what day you catch me on and that one caught me on a day where I was like what the fuck are you talking about well well their campaign is really uh together in the sense that it's almost like what's happening like overseas in the US where it's just like so much shit all of the time that they're just trying to normalize shit you know what I mean and so at the same time they're just trying to normalize like incredibly offensive opinions. And so they're hoping, they're hoping that people like you and I, Beck, get really tired and don't want to talk about it. And, or, or that we just come to like accept, you know, uh, like today, for instance, Eric Arbet saying that, you know, equating gay people getting married to someone getting married to the Sydney Harbour Bridge. They're hoping that we'll just be like, oh, well, just another day, you know, same old shit. We won't talk about it. And, and, and that in turn, like, lowers the bar of behavior even lower, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like we should have been in a position where the norm is to have to listen to this stuff all day. But, like, everyone's just accepted that that's part of it because that is what the deal is. And I'm like, no, I don't. I think it's great The Guardian is, like, we're not going to publish any of this bullshit because it's lies and it's, like – Everything they're saying has been debunked. Like they keep bringing up the fucking and in newspapers where where people will believe it. They keep bringing up the study about that kids do better with a family, like with a mother and father, which has been debunked and is just not true. And kids do way better in same sex family. Well, not way better, but you know, as well if not better in same sex families. And it's just it's just like we're supposed to just put up with this shit like every single day. It's and, and what is thought of as respectful debate? Like, I'm sure that on the no side, they would think me calling Peter Dutton a cunt is very disrespectful, Beck. Or, uh, you know, me mocking George Christensen is very disrespectful. But the thing is, like, that that's their level of – they they think swearing and name-calling is the ultimate disrespect. Yeah. And they don't think that, like, dehumanising gay people is disrespectful. Like, that's what they mean when they say exactly. both sides are being disrespectful. It's like, well, yes, but in very different ways, you know? Yeah. Lyle Shelton thinks it's fine because he doesn't call gay people, you know, fuckheads. Just pedophiles. But he does yeah. say – yeah, just pedophiles in our relationships – are the same as someone falling in love with a fucking statue or some shit. Like that that's the stuff that is like you can easily dismiss someone if they're just insulting you, but it's this insidious like linking things and like like blurring lines in arguments and and like the effect that that has on people on the no side and then the vitriol that that sort of sparks is the actual damaging stuff, not me telling Lyle Shelton he's a fucking idiot. Hey, yeah. moment of silence for the ACL you... getting egged, you know? Oh, God. <laughs> I love how he's like, he's in the same breath, he's like, our office has got egged and bombed, <laughs> and he's like equating being egged. Well, you know what? With the same as being bombed. Once, which it once wasn't. I lived in a share house um, that got TP'd, should I have reported that to the anti terror hotline? Or? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, he's a piece of work. Um, I don't know if you saw, I tweeted. I didn't want to draw attention to it, but it's sort of taken off. But um, <laughs> there was someone posted on Facebook <laughs> a Straight Lives Matter oh, yes, rally. Yep. 
the Party for Freedom mm. is what they're calling themselves, and they're planning to hold a rally on on the corner of Oxford and Flinders Street in Darlinghurst, which is one of the gayest places in Sydney, um, in support of traditional marriage. And I went, I went onto the Facebook, and most of the comments were like, "Yeah, fuck faggots, white power, whatever." Um, <clears throat> but one guy commented, "This is his only comment." Political views aside, Mister Crackles is just a short walk down the road from there. Best pork in Sydney. <laughs> and I was like, thank you. Well, thank you, Glenn. To be fair, if you want a good pork, you do go down to Oxford Street is what I hear. <laughs> you suck. Um, oh, Beck, while we're going down this very bleak path, I think we should cover off uh, quite briefly, uh, please, uh, what's going on in uh, Charlottesville. Um, and now I don't know too much about this, but I hear it's pretty bad on both sides and that there are a lot of good people, a lot <laughs> yeah. of good people involved. <laughs> it's just this, <clears throat> it's the same, like not to equate the two things, but the, the argument like that in all of these issues that people on both sides deserve to be heard is just false. It doesn't need to happen. Like we've got, we've it's people equating like unbiased reporting to giving a voice to literal Nazis. Like you do not need to do that. It's not un like you're not being a bad journalist. If you don't bring a fucking Nazi on hack and ask them their opinion on what is going on. Like that is just not, it does not need to happen. You do not need to interview a guy who thinks faggots need to be staked and bring them on to ask them what they think about marriage equality. Like, they're not equal sides. It's a false equivalence, and it's creating this idea that – and Donald Trump, who is the president of the United States, which I is, is still can't get, wrap my head around, like his response has been disgusting to the whole Charlottesville thing. There's There's bad people on both sides. Yeah, one side is the side fighting Nazis. Like one side – is also like doing protests and and because they're protesting Nazis, like you're allowed to protest Nazis. Mm, good point, Beck. Uh, what have we got here on the text line? Uh, David Duke says Rebecca Shaw's a lesbian dog. Thanks for your input, David. <laughs> um, oh man, it's just and that's like this stuff leads to literal like people are, like someone has died. People will die because of like Donald Trump's reaction, like that's not drawing a long bow, like it will lead to people being killed. If there is a single plus side, Beck, it's that uh, my attention has been drawn to uh, some personalities that I didn't really know of before Charlottesville, some really interesting people. Uh, Have you ever heard of this woman, um, Wife with a Purpose? I've heard tell of (laughs) Wife with a Purpose. (laughs) She's come. I've heard her, seen her pop up her little head here and there. She's this um, very. So you you explain. She's a Mormon. She's oh, is she? she well, she's a very Christian lady. Um, she does videos on mm. Twitter. She never brushes her hair. Uh, just run a brush through. How hard is it? I know you've got. I know you've got heaps of kids to look after. But how how hard a bit? Look, I'm gonna, I'm miming brushing my hair. You can't see it, but how hard is a bit of this? You know. Um. <laughs> Get one of the kids to brush your hair. Exactly. Kids love that shit. Um, and she also, like, uses her uh, Twitter to um, 
posts memes of like <laughs> what she calls white culture and white tradition. And it's always just like some, like the back of some Scandinavian woman's hair, like in braids or she'll like, <laughs> my favorite one is, my favorite one is she's like, <laughs> she's like, I love white tradition. And it, it's just like a picture of a windmill. <laughs> We should, we should start setting us on, like, fairy bread. And- no, because people will actually get behind us. It would be terrible. We'll be like new oh, white God. supremacist heroes. I knew it was always going to oh, happen. God. The other guy I wanted to mention, Beck, was that horrible baked Alaska guy. He was at the rally too. Have you heard of him? Uh, yeah, I have heard of him. Because he used to work for BuzzFeed, Well, that's right. right. He started out with BuzzFeed and then... It makes me wonder who in BuzzFeed Australia is going to turn into a white supremacist. Is it going to be Matt Whitehead? <laughs> Ooh, let's, let's speculate. He's not in BuzzFeed oh, anymore. No, but so no respect to Alaska. He's dead. No, that's true. Yeah, Matt Whitehead. <laughs> he's already got – his name yeah, is Whitehead. Matt Whitehead, big shout so, out. <laughs> um, yeah, but I – I started before the Charlottesville thing, I got alerted to Baked Alaska, um, who they he posted on his Twitter that he and his friends had been kicked out of an Uber um, for no reason. He was literally just sleeping. And the woman who was driving um, kicked them out for no reason, but was saying that they had been racist. And he had video of after they'd been kicked out video of her and he's like why'd you kick us out we weren't we didn't say anything racist i was literally asleep and he was like and she just kept saying you're racist and then drove off and he's like see she couldn't even say what we said that was racist so i'm like well-known white supremacists are in the back of a car and a driver is a black woman and they end up getting kicked out for saying something racist I wonder yeah. which side I believe. Like, do I believe that they were asleep and she just kicked them out for no reason or that the white supremacist said something racist in her backseat? Well, he'll like, probably be relying on a lot of Ubers so now, then, Beck, because he's been maced and he's half blind. <laughs> I will never get sick of seeing – because I also watched that Vice video. They had someone embedded with the Charlottesville um, in Charlottesville with the white supremacist guys – and Nazis pouring milk over their face after getting maced no. is like my new fetish. I'm like so <laughs> I love it so much. There's a video of Baked Alaska being like, I need more milk. Milk and he's like it's just I can't imagine what it is like being an American or being a person of colour in America because I like, I think I'm quite burned out from having to be plugged into all these stories for work over the past 18 months. Um, and I'm like burned out and overwhelmed and anxious. And like, so I can't imagine what it's like to actually be there and living it. It must be just, it must just be horrific. It must well, be terrifying. Like, you can see it. I don't know if I've not told you this, Beck, but I, I looked it up and uh, you're actually a US citizen by descent. <laughs> So you're out of no. parliament for num- number one. Can we please talk about my favourite person that you alerted to me through this whole thing? Um, oh, yes, who? Her na- her- <laughs> she goes by a little name called Kaya Jones. Oh, now see, so this is because I wanted to talk about 
And I realize we're run, running a bit over here, so we'll, we'll skip one of the things we're going to do and save it for another week. But uh, Kaya Jones strikes me as someone who's not very genuinely pro-Trump. Like, I, I don't know. She she strikes me as someone who's always wanted to be very famous. Can we first um, um, and to tell people who she is because nobody will know. <laughs> Well, yeah. So, so, but she's obvious. She's of this variety of person who I think is using Trump uh, to get more notoriety, I guess, and to have a more stable fan base than you could if you were just out of politics. You know right. what I mean? So, Kaya Jones, in case you don't know, as if you don't, uh, she she was a pussycat doll, and he, here's the thing: she was a pussycat doll from the year two thousand and three. <laughs> All the way to the year 2005. <laughs> now, I think I was in the Pussycat Dolls longer than that. And that's the thing. This is like, I know this happens a lot with um, bands where there's, you, you know, you've got the Beyonce, you've got the Nicole Schlesinger, whatever her name is, from the Pussycat Dolls, who is obviously the. Uh, she has a name. Um, Nicole Schitzlinger, please. <laughs> Um, but for me to, I like the Pussycat Dolls. I actually have, I like a couple of their songs a lot. They're bangers. Um, the, the fact that I've never heard of her before, even though she was in a band that I'm well aware of is just a real big signal about the kind of, um, real vibrant personality that she is. And you sent me through, um, her coming out on Infowars as a conservative clip, which it, it does, it she does talk about it as if she was like a gay teenager who was in like, a, because she says, I, I had all these feelings, but I didn't know how to label them. And I didn't know what I was. And nobody was talking about the things that I thought. And, and then I, and then one day I like heard the word conservative and I realized that's what I was. And I like found my people. But can I just say the guy who introduces her on Infowars says that she's dropped the pussy cats and she'll never wear a pussy hat. <laughs> no, it's very clever. That's his intro for her. It actually, it actually made me long for Alex Jones because it's someone else. It's not Alex Jones. It's someone, some right. other younger, weirder guy, yeah. if he can be weirder. weirder. He's weirder in how normal he looks. My favourite thing is that she said when asked why she – through her support behind Donald Trump, her reason was that she that he spoke about Orlando. I know, and I was like, "Huh?" Yeah, he said Orlando. He said Orlando happened, but also <laughs> that was the extent to which he spoke also, about. Was he the only politician who mentioned Orlando? I don't think so. It's a very strange reason to say that you support him. But then you know she's saying she's very pro LGBT. QI, but uh, QI being uh, the Stephen Fry game show. Um, but then she'll, like, retweet James Woods, who's probably, like, one of the most homophobic people on Twitter. Um, and also, I love her Twitter. Did you do a bit of a deep dive into her Twitter as well? I didn't have time yet, but I got it lined up. I'm very okay, excited. well, it's something to look forward to. She calls um Sarah Huckabee. Like she'll she'll post like something about Sarah Huckabee, and she'll be like, "My queen, <laughs> my queen, Sarah Huckabee." So they, oh, imagine if Sarah Huckabee was your fucking queen. <laughs> God Almighty. Uh, anyway, she's 
Amazing. She's recorded a new, uh, not a new version, but her own version of the national anthem. And I think it's raising money, wait for it, for the troops, thank God. Uh, oh, and good. maybe we should just hear a little bit of it, if you don't mind, Beck. I'd love it. Oh, say does that star spangled So I think we should finish with um, what was one of the most remarkable games that we did a, as a one-off, probably like three years ago now. It's, it's like Spider-Man. It's got to be rebooted every three years. It's actually rebooted less frequently than Spider-Man is rebooted. And nobody um, has asked for this just as they do not ask for Spider-Man. That's right. Uh, now, uh, you'd know uh, Malala Yusuf, Yusuf, Yusufzai. Yusufzai? Mm. Yeah, uh, the girl, the girl shot in the head by the Taliban who lived. You have to say that after you mention her name every time. She's the girl shot in the head by the Taliban who lived. Uh, Malala has um, joined Twitter. Mm. Thank God. Um, she's been doing a lot of tweeting, not a lot of at replying, <laughs> not a lot of RTing, which I think we can all agree is a bit rude and selfish. Uh, <laughs> she does seem like a very selfish person, <laughs> <laughs> and. You know, she hasn't mastered the form yet. We can't hold that against her. Yeah. Um, someone who has mastered the form is uh, mm-hmm. a former 90s child actor and God's Not Dead 2 star, Melissa Joan Hart. God's Not Dead 2. What is that? <laughs> a very famous movie. Oh, God. I love. Oh, yeah. So she's she's back on Bring a Plate. Melissa Joan Hart. Now, Melissa and Malala have so much in common, as we know. So here we go. It's round two, the Twitter edition of Melissa or Malala. Are you ready, Beck? I'm ready. I can do this. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read a tweet to you, and you need to guess if it was sent by Malala, the girl shot in the head by the Taliban who lived, or <laughs> Melissa Joan Hart the former child actor whose L.A. candy store had to close down because of a racial profiling lawsuit. Okay. The girl dropped on her head by her mother. <laughs> so I'll read a tweet. I'll read a tweet and you tell me if it's from Melissa or if it's from Malala. Here we go. Okay. <clears throat> I met 106 Chaibok girls freed from Boko Haram. They are receiving good care, but I hope they can be home with their families soon. Um, that's actually a tough one. I think it's Malala. <laughs> it's Malala, that's right. Uh, what about this next one? I might stump you. Uh, Misma sinceros gracias, Presidente, at EPN. I look forward to visiting Mexico and meeting your incredible people someday. Is that <laughs> Melissa or Malala? That's got to be Malala. That's right. <clears throat> uh, next one. Anyone remember hashtag Bikini Magazine, 1999, hashtag CoverGirl, hashtag Miss My Belly Ring? 
I wish it was Malala, but I think it's Melissa. It's Melissa. Uh, Melissa did have a belly ring. Oh, I remember belly rings. Oh, I do. do. I. Do you remember how she infected wear- they would get? Oh. <laughs> do, you remember girl- do you remember girls coming to school and it just looked like a big pussy sore? It looked like the um, when babies are first born and they've got to wait for the umbilical cord to drop off. Um, <laughs> let's get back to the game. Okay, sorry. Okay, here's, a, here's an at reply. Uh, at Justin Trudeau, thank you, Prime Minister. I see some good mentions of education in the G20 communique. Let's keep working together for girls. Now, who is this? Because communique sounds... Who would use communique? Not sure. I'm afraid that's Malala. It's Malala. You're right. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> um, who agrees that we need a fireworks emoji ASAP? <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, before you before you say anything, activism. You know, right? Speaking of activism, <laughs> is it the fireworks emoji? No. Yeah, there no. is, I'm pretty sure. Isn't there? <laughs> I'm going to have to look this up. That's got to be Melissa Fireworks Heart. That's right. Oh, God. Just like the fireworks between her and Salem. Oh. Yes, sure. <laughs> Here's a sexy okay. cat. Oh, my God. This has gone in, in areas I wasn't expecting. Maybe Erica Betts was right. <laughs> Yes. Um, I pledge if same-sex marriage gets passed, I will marry Salem the cat from Sabrina the Teenage Witch. We've got it on a recording now, so you have to do it. That's the yeah. rule of this show. Anything you say on this show, you have to do. Um, okay, just just two more, two more. Uh, my hubby just totally dismantled our dryer and replaced the motor. Love a man who is handy. Hashtag impressive. Oh, God. Um, hmm. I think that's Melissa. It's Melissa. She, You're on a roll, Beck. She's married to a um, football man, isn't she, or something? Yeah, something weird. Uh, here's the last one. Um, this is going to be the kicker. Have you read my book yet, Melissa Explains It All by Melissa Joan Hart? <laughs> That one is Malala for sure. <laughs> oh, it's Melissa. <laughs> oh, no, fuck. Is that the one that well, we read? Yes. Yes. Of course. What, she thinks she's released another book. No, that took her, <laughs> what, 40 years to write the first one. <laughs> Malala actually ghost wrote it for her, surprisingly, <laughs> in a shock twist. <laughs> Malala's book should be called Malala Explains It All. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to tweet a- at her. Malala explains it all, the girl who was shot in the head by the Taliban who lived. <laughs> I think that's I think that's all we have time for, Beck. Um, all right. Well, thank what you. What a for, comeback. What a comeback. This is the greatest comeback of all time. I'm doing a victory lap around my apartment. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us and uh, listening, and we hope to have... Many more of these in the coming weeks and months. And, uh, Beck, you're coming up to Brisbane for Brisbane Writers Festival. I am. I'll be there for a few days at the start of September and we'll record one then. 
Yes, exciting. So we'll actually get to see each other face to face. Good audio as well. Good audio. To be Great prompt. audio. Um, um, what else are you doing? Uh, nothing. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> Good. More of these. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah. And we, we'll have something exciting to announce the both of us. Uh, mm. Probably pretty soon, I imagine. Yeah. Maybe September. Very soon. It's got to be September at least. Um, so resubscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. Um, if you think it sounds like shit, it'll get better, uh, maybe. Yeah. No but let us know. No. And if you don't, if, we'll do our- yeah, if you don't like it, uh, it's homophobic and um, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you may as well vote no because that's yeah. what you've been like, you know. It's yeah. rude. It is. But vote yes. Vote Return yes. your fucking mail. If you have time, if you've ever taken an ASOS package back, sent one back. <laughs> Fucking do the ballot, you lazy pieces of shit. Oh, that's going to get people on the side, I'm sure. Um, so we'll be we'll be back next time with a movie review. If there's something you think that we should really uh, talk about a movie that we haven't covered on the podcast yet, uh, maybe uh, tweet at us or tweet at Bring a Plate Pod. Uh, it's uh, do- uh, it's an account that's sort of lying dormant on Twitter at the moment, but I promise uh, we will see them and uh, respond. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, until then, Beck, uh, Mummy loves you. Mummy loves me. Oh, <laughs> through me. Guess who just got there today? The wild eyed boys that have been away. Haven't changed, had much to say. But man, I still think them cats are great They were asking if you were around How you was, where you could be found Told them you were living downtown Driving all the old men crazy The boys are back in town